Good day, everybody, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Eldorn's Nerdy Travels, and I really hope you enjoy your journey with me. And welcome to episode three of Eldorn's Nerdy Travels. I'm so excited that you're here with me once again this week. Uh, I think I've got a pretty fun episode today. It's uh, it's a bit different this week because of Extra Life. I'm recording a couple days early. Uh, and basically my free time up to this point this week has been prepping for Extra Life and supporting the streams of some of my friends. So uh, a little bit less time to record. Uh, so I thought I'd do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show all about my history with games. Or at least that was my plan when, or my intended plan when I started getting the show ready. But uh, I think I've realized that that's going to take too long. So we're going to do part one today and part two of my history sometime in the future. Yeah, as far back as I can remember, we had video games in our house. Uh, we started with the NES. Uh, the cool thing is I still have that NES, still works today. I've done a little bit of maintenance to it, uh, replacing the connectors on the inside and and that sort of thing. I haven't done the capacitors yet. They still seem to be working okay. I'm sure I'll have to replace those at some point. But yeah, that same NES is still working, still functioning from, or that I've had my entire life. So that that's super cool. I'm going to keep on, or hold on to that thing for for forever, probably. Uh, so thinking back at about that age, I was born in 88. So I think that the Super Nintendo would have been out already, but we, we didn't get that one for, for a few more years yet. I think, yeah, generally you'll you'll notice throughout our story we ended up getting consoles a few years after they, they had come out. But uh, yeah, that was all good. So back then my, my mom was really into video games as well. So she, she will definitely come up a few times in this story. I remember back then she was playing Crystalis quite a bit. Um, but Or more likely, I probably just remember having conversations with her about it. Um, but I do remember the Crystalis beginning sequence, so yeah, I, I must have seen her playing that one as well. But uh, yeah, then we played. We had a lot of the the main uh, NES games: Mario One, Mario Three, and Duck Hunt. Yeah, I remember playing playing lots of Duck Hunt and lots of the clay shooter uh, game, and, and Mario Three quite a bit as well. And then we had a couple more um, less popular games. Uh, let me know if you guys have heard of these ones or know what these games are, but Athena and Super Pitfall. Both of these games I remember, I could get past like the first level, but not much further. Uh, I especially remember in Super Pitfall, once you get through the first level, I, I had no idea where to go after that. So I think I definitely would like to go back to those two games, knowing what I know now about games and probably look up a few walkthroughs or something and, and work through those ones in the near future. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so at some point, I think we must have sold our NES games because I did end up repurchasing all our NES games, but we did have the NES in the cupboard for a long time. And I ended up digging that one, digging it out at one point and then just hanging on to it. I feel like we may have had a Mario and Duck Hunt combo cartridge left yet. I the first eBay purchase I ever made was an NES zapper so I could keep playing uh, Keep playing that game on my NES. So yeah, for the first couple of years, uh, yeah, I remember having an NES, and I do 
remember when we eventually got the Super Nintendo. We had first rented it a bunch of times from the local movie store, and uh, I remember playing lots of Super Mario World. And then, yeah, we eventually, we eventually got our own Super Nintendo. I, yeah, my dad said he had bought it from the movie store for cheap, um, which I remember thinking was weird, but it's possible it wasn't. It could have been that the NES or the Super Nintendo was on its way out at that point, and the st store was just trying to get rid of their their rental equipment. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about my dad a little bit in his shifty rental store uh, rental store habits. So we played a lot of games on the Super Nintendo, uh, but I don't think we owned a lot of them. I think we rented quite a few. We own uh, Mario World, of course, and uh, A Link to the Past was a huge one, and that was another one of my mom's favorite games. And we also owned Jurassic Park, NHL 95, and Aladdin. And then for the most part, the rest of them, the Super Nintendo games, I think we, I think we rented those. Uh, Turtles 4 was a huge uh, favorite, Turtles in Time. Uh, Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Yoshi's Island, and the Donkey Kong Country games. And yeah, I, yeah, I realize I'm just listing a whole bunch of games, but uh, I remember the Super Nintendo being super fun, and we would rent uh, games for it quite frequently. Uh, Chrono Trigger is one of the first games I remember that we rented for way longer than we were supposed to, and so long that we had built up enough late fees that uh, my dad just dropped off the game, and I don't think we just we just never went back to that video store again. And, uh, but I mean, at least this one was lucky enough to get their game back. So the Super Nintendo was also my first introduction into the Final Fantasy series. I distinctly remember my mom and I being in a rental store. And uh, I remember telling her, oh, mom, let's get, get this Final Fantasy game. I've heard it's exactly like Zelda. And I know how much you like Zelda. And I think we'll, we'll play this and it'll be great. And it was not like Zelda. I do remember getting to the part where... Uh, where Kefka gets sand on his boots and thinking that was hilarious. But uh, after that, I didn't, I didn't, um, yeah, after that one week rental or whatever it was, uh, I didn't play, uh, didn't play Final Fantasy 3 again for a long, long time, or Final Fantasy 6, if you will. So I think at this point, I should talk a little bit about fishing games. Fishing games were a big thing for us growing up because my parents love fishing and they would buy consoles just to play the fishing games on the consoles. So on the Super Nintendo, there was a really, really good fishing game called the Super, Ma Super Bassmaster Classic. And I think this is probably my parents' favorite video game of all time. They rented it so many times that I remember it being pretty fun as well. Uh, the main game you're playing through the career of a professional bass fisherman in the US. You go to different real life lakes and you get to drive your boat around and, you f and you're fishing for bass. and. Um, yeah, the upgrade with system was really cool and it was really expansive. You got different fishing rods and tackle and you could upgrade your boats. And uh, and this was definitely the family's gold standard of fishing games. And any fishing game we would get in the future would just get compared to this one inevitably. And uh, for the most part, they would never, never come close again. And thinking back now, uh, we had a f one or maybe more games on the NES as well. I remember Super Black Bass was one of the fishing games we played on the NES. I don't remember a lot about that one. I do remember like the, the fish silhouettes from the top, uh, like from top down and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, I don't remember a lot about the NES one, but Super Bassmaster Classic on the Super Nintendo was, was a big deal for us, or more a big deal for my parents. So after the Super Nintendo, there came a time when my parents had to decide whether we were going to continue being a Nintendo family 
or whether we were going to buy the new shiny Sony PlayStation. And they ended up getting us the PlayStation. If I had to guess, it would be either because the games were significantly cheaper, or there's a fishing game on it that they really wanted to try. And since I don't remember uh, any fishing games being particularly good on the PlayStation, it was probably the cheaper games. But I was fortunate enough to have a couple of friends that had N64s, so I was still yeah, lucky enough to play some of the N64 games, played a lot of Mario 64 still. Um, yeah, and then a lot of the multiplayer ones, Perfect Dark, GoldenEye, and then uh, some Banjo-Kazooie. So yeah, I, I did get to play a bunch of the popular N64 games as they were current as well. But I am happy that we ended up getting a PlayStation, because with the PlayStation, we got Final Fantasy VII. And great leaping moogles do I love Final Fantasy VII. I'm not sure why my parents bought this game. I assume it was recommended to them by someone at the game store at the time. Um, it would, I think Final Fantasy VII was pretty popular when it came over, over to North America. But my mom fell in love with it as well. Uh, she played through the entire game and I remember watching her... Yeah, remember watching her play a lot of it. Uh, and thinking it was just the coolest game of all time. Young me must have been super smart. Yeah, and we would we would we'd watch our play as a family, and we would take turns in the gold saucer trying to get the high score on the roller coaster mini game. And we used to grossly mispronounce the word chocobo. And yeah, after after Final Fantasy VII, we did get Final Fantasy VIII a few years later. Um, but my mom didn't get into that one though. I think this is basically when she started falling off games and really didn't get back into them again too much. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VIII was another one of those games that we rented from the rental store, but never returned. And that was another store my dad couldn't go back to. So around this time, I also started uh, getting part-time jobs, so I was able to buy a few of my own games as well. On my grade 8 end-of-the-year trip, we spent some time in Ottawa, and I found a copy of Chrono Cross on sale at the Bay, and it was half price, only 40 bucks. So I bought it and tried to get my mom to play it, but she wasn't interested anymore. But that was okay, Chrono Cross was amazing, and I put a lot of time into that game, and it's still one of my favorites. I was particularly interested in Chrono Cross because GameSpot had given it a perfect 10, and that was super impressive to me. Yeah, back at this time, I spent a lot of time just reading reviews on GameSpot and reading through FAQs on game FAQs and doing the poll of the day. I love the GameFAQs poll of the day. So yeah, uh, the PlayStation was my entry into JRPGs. Uh, the other one that I would have picked up would have been Legend of Dragoon, and to this day I still haven't completed that game, and that is going to be close to the top of my list for games that I should go back to and complete one day. So other than RPGs, we had a few other types of games. We had, I got, for one Christmas, I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and I played that game to death. And my sister got... My sister Jen, she got Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, and played that one a bunch too, and I enjoyed that game. And Pac-Man World, that was another fun platformer where you got to play a, you know, a Pac-Man with arms and legs, and you went through and chopped ghosts and stuff, and that was a fun game as well. Another big game for our family was Cool Borders 3. We played that one a lot. Um, my mom and even my dad played it quite a bit too, and we would all compete to get high scores and stuff as we were snowboarding down down the hills and grinding on logs and stuff, and, and that was all fun and good memories playing that game together as well. And at some point during our time with the PlayStation, we got a Sega Dreamcast. And can you guess why? 
Sega Bass Fishing 1 and then Sega Bass Fishing 2. This game was really big in the fishing community, uh, presumably because it looked so good and and the bass were, were super large and had, yeah, the game had really good graphics and it looked cool and stuff, but it didn't come close to the Super Nintendo game in terms of like scope of the lakes and stuff. You would just kind of stand on the front of your boat and fish from one fish from that one area. You would go to either the dock area or the or the sunken wreck area or, or something like that. And you'd you just fish in the one area and you didn't get to drive your boat all over the lake. So that was a disappointing feature. But the game did look really cool. Um, yeah, I remember going to to fishing like sports fishing shows they're selling off latest tackle and boats and that sort of thing and uh and they'd have arcade giant arcade cabinets with the sega bass fishing game in it and uh, that was always a big hit with the fisher people so yeah when my parents eventually picked up the dreamcast and the games for themselves and we also had the cool little the cool fishing uh the fishing controller as well to go with that so other than the fishing games on the Dreamcast. We didn't have too many more. My parents bought us a four pack of games from Walmart. Uh, I remember them being like, yeah, just shrink, shrunk wrapped together. Uh, one of the games was called Deep Fighter. And that was, I remember that game being pretty cool. It was a submarine game where you would drive around and try to farm red crystals for like your underwater base. And you'd have to battle sea monsters and stuff. But, uh, but the game was too hard for me and I didn't end up getting very far in that one. Yeah, and I think the second game in that pack was called Bang Gunship Elite, which was a spaceship shooting game, and I could never figure out where to go on the mission, so I didn't end up putting a lot of time into that one either. The third one was Centipede, and this game was cool. I like this one a lot. This was, uh, it was like a reimagining of the arcade classic Centipede. Your main character was a little man. He's, his name was Wally, and, uh, he was trying to protect the country and the cities from all the giant centipedes and giant spiders and giant fleas and stuff that were attacking. And you'd drive around in your little spaceship shooter thing and you'd get power-ups and you'd try to prevent the people from being eaten by the giant uh, centipedes. And I, I remember having a lot of fun with that one. And then the uh, the final pack game in that pack was Donald Duck Going Quackers. And this was a fun, fun platforming game. Uh, at least I remember it being pretty great. I just uh, brought up a YouTube video of it and looked back at some gameplay and it looks a little rough, but I'm sure it's still fun to play. We also had a Genesis collection of games on the Dreamcast. Shining Force 2 was one of my favorites. It's a tactical RPG, very much in the style of a Fire Emblem game. And I think Shinobi 3 was on that collection, the original Sonic columns and vector man there's a few more games i don't remember the others uh fantasy star i think four was on there i tried that one out expecting it to be kind of like final fantasy it was not and i did not end up keeping up with that game so that's about my full story with the dreamcast um at this point i'd be early high school for me so i think this is right around yeah, so it would have been January of grade nine. So January 2003, I was I was supposed to be home studying for my exams because it was exam week. And uh, I learned how to download emulators at this point. And this was an awesome time for me, albeit maybe slightly illegal. Myself and my brother and sisters, were we were all huge Pokemon fans at this point, probably like every other kid our age. But we had never played the games. We would watch the show every day at my grandma's house. Uh, while we were waiting for my mo our mom to pick us up. 
Um, but yeah, we never played the games. I suppose my parents didn't want to buy each one of us a Game Boy, and yeah, that's that's fair enough. Oh, and we would also do real life Pokemon battles where we would we would pretend to be Pokemon and fight each other. And that was also a grand time, grand old time, but uh, far too often one of the younger siblings would get hurt and then I would get in trouble. So, you know. So, yeah, I learned how to use emulators and started playing through Pokemon Red, then Silver and eventually Ruby. Yeah, it was super fun playing through those games on the computer. The uh, the speed up function was especially nice for uh, leveling in random battles and stuff. I also played a lot of the Game Boy Advance Yu-Gi-Oh games, which was another one of our favorite shows, and we had bought a bunch of the cards and stuff at that point as well. But yeah, other than Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, we played, or I played a bunch of the Mega Man Battle Network games and Golden Sun, and yeah, that was about it for, for Game Boy games, and then I started looking into a bit more of the retro consoles, playing some of the older older RPGs like Final Fantasy V, VI, and Lufia II. And then I, tr I tried getting N64 to work, but I don't think our computer was good enough. We had, uh, yeah, I downloaded, downloaded the ROM for Ocarina of Time, and it came in two parts. And they were, each one of those parts was about 20 megabytes. And each one of those would, took about four, five, something like that hours to download on our dial-up internet. They took forever to download and then, yeah, didn't even work properly. So it would still be a couple more years for me to go back and play those games. So like I was saying earlier, we were never once to get consoles right away. So the PlayStation 2 was out for a couple years by the time I was in high school. Um, and yeah, not only the PlayStation 2, but also more importantly, Final Fantasy X was out. I was so excited for Final Fantasy X. I spent so much of my time on the Final Fantasy X website. There's bios for all the characters. And the website played one of the Xanarkin themes. Uh, the characters had a bunch of quotes and stuff from the game. Yeah, so I was like, so excited for this game and I was asking for a PS2 constantly. And I remember drooling over the signs at Electronics Boutique. Yes, that's what GameStop and EB Games used to be called here in Canada. Um, at least in this area anyway. And yeah, I think it was Christmas of 2003. Yeah, because I ended up getting the greatest hits versions of version of Final Fantasy X. But yeah, that, that year I was begging for a PS2 and really wanted to get Final Fantasy X with it. So my parents must have let me know that they were getting us the PS2 because they were, I remember them constantly teasing me about that they had just bought me the latest NHL game on the PS2 to go with it. Yeah, they must have been done a good job of convincing me that they were getting me a hockey game instead of Final Fantasy X because I would remember opening up the package. It was clearly a DVD case, so it was had a game inside. I was opening it up, and I was very much relieved and excited that it was Final Fantasy X and not a not a hockey game. So they they did a good job of convincing me that they didn't actually get me Final Fantasy X, the game that I that I really wanted more than anything at that point. And yeah, the the PS2 and the and Final Fantasy X was probably my my last really big video game gift that I remember getting as a kid. They may have gotten me a few more individual games here and there. Yeah, this was definitely one of the best gifts I got as a kid for sure. Although the basketball net was pretty cool too. That was a different year. So I was mostly buying my own games at this point. It's mostly still into the RPGs. Kingdom Hearts was huge for me at this point. I put a lot of time into that one. I bought Dragon Quest VIII just so I could play the Final Fantasy XII demo, and that game was $80. I 
That also wouldn't be the only time that I bought a game just for the Final Fantasy demo. Looking at you, Type Zero. I got decently far into Dragon Quest VIII, but I didn't finish that one. And other than that, it was Final Fantasy XII, Kingdom Hearts II, Radiata Stories, and that basically took me up through uh, the rest of high school. Okay, so I think we're going to wrap the episode here today. I'll pick up the rest of my gaming history, my post-high school gaming history, uh, the next time I'm looking for a topic to record. Um, but the, I think the next part's even more fun. We get to hear about my glorious return to Nintendo hardware. Uh, you get to hear about meeting my incredible, or how I met my incredible wife and our gaming together, and maybe even a little bit about our World of Warcraft uh, addiction. Probably the best word for it. But uh, yeah, this was a really fun look back for me. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as well. Um, yeah, and now, now that I've started doing this, I really want to go back through the timeline and kind of nail down exactly when I was playing these games because I, yeah, I definitely missed a bunch of games on the PS1, like Legend of Mana, Snowcross, Tekken 3, NHL Faceoff 99. So yeah, I should go through that and make a more detailed list. Okay, that is all from me. If you would like to be a part of the show, send your questions or topics to me at eldorn14 at gmail.com or hit me up on the socials at eldorn14. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And please stop by during my Extra Life streams this week and have yourself a wonderful day.